0: Welcome to Con Langry, the podcast about constructed languages and the people who create them.
1: I'm George Corley. Uh, with me in... Are you in Maine, Mike? Not yet. Uh, Another week, and yeah, I will be. But I'm in New Jersey right now.
0: So that's Mike Lentine. And over in sunny California, Orange County, we have David J. Peterson. Hello,
2: George. Hello, Michael. Very nice to talk to you today. Pleasure is all mine. So how are you guys doing? You honor me by asking me that question.
0: (laughs) I'm not sure what this what this uh what this act is. So anyway I'm sorry.
2: I just I was that was just a polite way of me saying I'm not going to answer your question.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Mike, how's how's things going with uh
1: arranging the move to uh Maine and such? Things are going fine. Um you know, last minute packing and whatnot. Um it's actually more of a New Hampshire if you think about it from Maine, but Moving up to the northeast, yeah. I, not, I don't look forward to the cold. I hear it gets quite cold. Is it cold over there in <laughs> Wisconsin? Uh, they they say it will, so I
0: don't know from personal experience yet, so we'll have to see. <laughs>
2: do, you, do you guys actually want to know what, what the high was where I am today?
0: Uh, no, not really. Hold on
2: a sec. No, you're going to find out. <laughs> I'm actually curious. <laughs> yep hundred degrees.
1: Yeah. A hundred degrees today?
2: Yeah.
1: It was like 60-something today, I think.
2: Yeah. See, uh, in California this year, our our summer started in August for some reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, oh, actually. Oh, okay. Right. So right now, we are in the July of summer. Wait. Mm -hmm. No. We're at the beginning of August of summer. I think that's why August and October begin with the same sound. No, they don't. First of all, yes they do. Second of all, shut your mouth. Third of all, that's why. I just said it.
1: <laughs> and so you decree? No, it's it's August and October.
2: Uh I, I think you I think if you talk to the rest of your New Jersey friends, they'll they'll all be saying October or whatever it's it is you guys <laughs> October. Or whatever you guys say. Wait, wait, <laughs> New, New Jersey, hold on. How <laughs> How we do? How would we do New Jersey? Let me let me channel Governor Christie in my head. Oh,
1: don't please don't connect that man to me.
2: Oh, I, I just assumed that all New Jerseyans were like him, right?
1: So, do all you Californians talk like Arnold Schwarzenegger? Then
2: <laughs> who's that? He's not the governor. All of us talk like Jerry Brown. <laughs> who's that? Oh, that's right, son.
1: Don't even know who that is. <laughs>
2: Our governor, and you haven't heard anything about him because he's doing a good job. So there, <laughs> but don't worry, you'll you'll hear about him plenty in November if this uh, this measure doesn't pass. As if it doesn't, basically, I think that they just explode the entire state. That's that's coming. We we may all we may all have to start preserving rations and eating out of cans and eat out of cans. I think I just used a converb there, uh, but I used it incorrectly.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. My,
2: yeah, my apologies for demonstrating uh, poor behavior.
0: <laughs> so anyway, uh, we actually have a topic, or rather, a featured language. It's going to be a Natlang this time, and and uh, I'm not sure exactly how this is pronounced, but I'm guessing Ogami. Ogami. Uh, it's. <laughs> Uh, it's a Ryukyuan language, um, spoken spoken on the tiniest island ever, somewhere in in uh, all those islands that are that uh, are is it's, it's it, this this place is part of Japan. I'm presuming, right?
2: Uh, oh, you mean the, the like the its its boundaries proper? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, hey, let, let, probably. Let's, let's, let's find them. I heard about this new page. it's called um, Wikipedia or something. Just a second. Uh, what's the island called? Miyakoagami. Miyako oh, Gami. Miyakogami. Oh, yeah, like Miyako. What?
1: They're a group of islands in the Okinawa prefect.
2: Miyako Jima. Okay. This looks like promising. Oh look at that's an island. Wait, it's actually it has, a hell okay, hold on. It has one of those maps, but it has one of those maps where there's a side part of the map. You know what I mean? Um so I can't tell if it's actually how close it is. Is that a peninsula?
0: Okay, I see Miyakojima, and... Yeah, wow. Um, it's way... If if this is formerly part of Japan, it's way on the tail end. It's closer to Taiwan than to the major islands of Japan. Uh, but anyway... Close to that disputed island, eh? Eh? <laughs> <sighs> yeah. So, uh, I went here. Mm, oh, those are the, are you talking about the, uh, oh, yeah, the disputed, the, the yep. dispute that's going on currently? Oh, that yeah. Has, um, Japanese restaurants in, in, in China hiding the fact that they're Japanese restaurants?
2: That's the one. Of course, by the time this podcast airs, uh, it will be resolved and it will have all blown over.
0: Um, yeah, well, not resolved. Finally, they're, they still will be in a in limbo, but there won't be. There probably protests will be have died down or have been uh, beaten down. But anyway, yeah. that's a whole other issue.
2: Yeah, uh, for our next podcast,
0: <laughs> for another another podcast with another title, um, but. So we're talking about Ogami and uh we're working from uh this grammar that's uh available online. Uh so it's a Ryukyuan language, so it is, you know related natlang. to Japanese. It it's a Natlang. Uh Yeah. I did mention that. Um a lot of interesting stuff. So when you look at starting from phonology like we usually do. Um phonology has some similar features to Japanese, like they have the uh the the crazy final nasal that can be uh anything from uvular to alveolar. You know a lot you know, a lot of languages do that, not just Japanese. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I'm, I'm just pointing out a couple places where it where it's similar. Um and another one that is also common in a lot of languages is palatalization of s. Um, but it also has some some different things. One thing I wanted to point out actually in in here. Uh Mike you actually made a note that uh I don't know did did it surprise you I guess that there were so many uh
1: phonemes that could have that had um long variants? Well usually I've seen it in um you know like Geminic, um, like geminate consonants for the plosives uh in like uh, Italian has them, and I know italian has um you know other long vowel like the vowels i think like well no the I'm sorry the natals like nona and non um, yeah. but I was surprised to see that like the s or like the like the, this one has five five consonants i think m n s v and uh. L. So that was just the yeah most surprising to me I haven't seen any languages like that it was uh especially ones that can have them where that uh syllabic consonant is the is the nucleus of a syllable hmm I don't know if that's too unusual but um
0: uh, it it is you know, quite a quite a lot of things going on um uh one thing i i uh noted that it might be interesting for, for conlangers to note that this kind of thing occurs is, uh, and note, should, I should note before I say this that this grammar may be on incomplete information because it was written, because, because it was written very recently and this language is basically dying. There's possibly, uh, there, there's likely to be fewer than a hundred speakers of this language. Um, but, um, uh, they said that they were only, that, that they only found, uh, Geminate T in one word, which is, uh, ta, which is apparently a hearsay marker. I don't see anything else about that, that particular marker there, but, uh, that's sort of just an interesting thing to throw out there. Languages do occasionally have sort of oddball phonemes that are very rare or marginal in some way. Um,
2: a couple of uh, really easy examples that come to mind is Arabic that only has this uh, kind of crazy L in the word Allah, the uh,
0: word yeah. for
2: God. And English that only has, you know, ETH in very just bizarre Closed situations, like only in function words, and in the word weather.
0: Well, there's a few other places, but like I bet only function words or the well, word. No, that's, that's a function. functional word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I can't think of really a content uh, word that has it. I'm sorry, bother, bother, feather, yeah,
2: feather, leather. Okay, we got a, we got a bunch of them, but we can't get any more, which is really really sad. Cause I wanted, you know, instead of Google, I think it should be Goothel,
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's, um, that's a little bit odd. Uh, English has, has a a more straightforward English example. Although this is a really funny scenario for getting a marginal phoneme is some people have, uh, h only in certain loaned vocabulary, particularly like, the word loch or certain names, like people will say Bach instead of Bach.
1: Yeah. But anyway,
2: those aren't, those aren't really English speakers. They're just annoying people. Um <laughs> the characterizes them. No, I I I tell you one place where people do have that sound, it's when you go like this. Ugh.
0: That's Yeah, when, that's true. But that's uh, uh like an idiophone type thing. Um
2: well if we're just to, while we're still uh, on phonology a little bit. I think one of the things that jumps out to one is looking at its vowel inventory. Um, a lot of introductory linguistics classes will, um, will do a thing where, like on a test or a homework, they say, you know, uh, which of these vowel inventories uh, looks to, like balance to you and which one doesn't? Or, you know, it's kind of like pick out the mm-hmm. fake one. This mm-hmm. vowel inventory looks like a classic fake, um, you know, vowel inventory.
0: Um, oh, yeah. I didn't realize it, until now, it lacks o, oh or o. Oh.
2: Yeah, well, yeah. in fact, it only has one rounded vowel, and that's u. Then it has four unrounded vowels, e e a which isn't too surprising. But then it also has u, uh, which at least this author is defending as a high-back, unrounded vowel, as opposed to something more central, which you get in a lot of languages.
0: Yeah, so, and... Um, And, uh, it's, it's mentioned in here that some people, um, will identify that as actually a central vowel, but yeah, this author is claiming that it really is a, uh, it really is a back vowel. Um, it's, uh, so, you know, you could, you could, you could think about the analysis, but either way, it is a sort of a strange vowel system just in the, the general shape of it. Um. Uh, there's there's a few other things. Another thing, um, not dealing with vowels, but dealing with sort of syllable structure, this this um, language allows, at least according to this ana- al- analysis, allows voiceless continuance as syllable nu- nuclei. So let me see if I can find uh, an example. Uh, so so you have words like x ks and ks-ks. And uh there's a, an interesting uh little sentence example where, where he um found two uh two uh voiceless nuclei syllables together. It's okay. Ure aca iksmai kf Now What's it mean? Does that does that sound like a real language? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's
2: it mean? What's it mean? Tell us what it means.
0: Uh these are the fish hooks that I use to make. Or that I used to make, I, I guess. Yeah, I fashion.
2: think that's what that's supposed to be. Yeah, uh, yeah. These I, are the fish. I, hooks though I, used to make. though yeah. I do wonder where um, where the used to comes from in that example. So, ure so, my. That was a geminate. Yeah.
0: Recall. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and like actually, that. that the 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 geminate still is distinguished even in um yeah as syllable nuclei because you have ks and then you have ks. Yeah, so, so, and so yeah, so, is fishhook,
2: um, it's also breast, and to fish, yeah. and come, and then you have, um, which is both month, and listen.
0: Yes, lots of homophony going on here. Yeah, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> uh. So, those are some good ones, those are some good ones. Yeah, I like that. So, it's a, it's a rare thing, um the this this guy mentions that some people analyze that as there's a vowel somewhere underlyingly, but he doesn't agree with that analysis i don't know <laughs> well um uh, this is
2: another this is another one of those situations where uh harkening back to our to last week's episode uh conlingers must be careful about when ling- what linguists are doing um mm-hmm So he says that there is strong evidence that, you know, because with these minimal pairs, you know, about the uh, syllable nuclei. And he lists some examples, uh, which are nice examples, except that you don't know historically where these came from. So for example, we have um, uh, sta. I think that's supposed to be a nuclear, uh, uh, like nuclear, right? Like that word for below that's supposed to be two syllables. Mm. Sta.
0: I Star. guess so because he's 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 um contrasting sta with uh suta suta yeah. Su, suta suta right, that's right um uh, yeah, yeah so know.
2: so here's the thing though um what this says to me is that potentially there was a time you know way back when where there were some long vowels and the long vowels became short and the short vowels dropped out in certain situations and that would produce exactly the minimal pairs you're seeing so um, yeah You know, it's – so it's like you can't take this information and say, oh, well, if that works like this in Ogami, then we can take all of these, you know, Geminids and put them everywhere all across all the languages and as nuclei and all that stuff. Um,
0: Yeah. Now, now, that is is an important thing to take in mind. This is explicitly a a synchronic analysis. So he's not really trying to give us much historical information. I'm inferring from certain things that he's saying that actually some of these, um, these, uh, voiceless continuants as nuclei may have come from vowels getting devoiced and then lost. So, yeah. um. That when that's that happens a lot in Japanese.
2: Uh yeah, just, in, yeah, in exactly the same environments. So
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Japanese Japanese has vowel devoicing, so it wouldn't be surprising that something related to it might have vowel devoicing that leads to the vowels getting completely lost. So mm-hmm. um uh it's 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 something that you do have to think about how where it came from if you're actually doing Conlang. Um uh obviously there, there's always the the, the fighting between the um, the synchronic and diachronic analysis going on. So you have to think about uh, when you're conlanging where it came from, and do a little bit of thinking about the diachronics as well, without being just so much about what's going on right now. Um, especially,
2: you know, a lot of these, a lot of these guys are, especially the the younger linguists, seem to be really gung ho about finding. Uh, you know languages where things are done that you know haven't been done before so you know if, if you if you could get away with saying that there is like an underlying voiceless vowel or you could say that there's this really interesting phenomenon there's this, there's a certain type of linguist that would immediately jump for the phenomenon and say well this is this is this way yeah. and, so that's why you should read my paper and blah 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 tenure grant and so forth. Um, not that I'm saying this about uh, Thomas Ballard, but uh, you know, uh, who's the author of the, of the little grammar bit we're looking at. But yeah. Um, yeah. just something it's, to keep in the back of one's mind.
0: Yeah, it could it could be a little bit of a bias, but it's hard to say. We don't really have enough information considering and we're not likely to get any more information than this guy had because you know there's not very many recordings of this language and uh it's there's not very many speakers left um but uh yeah there's sort of i think moving beyond that uh <laughs> i don't like the the way that um syntax is described so much here because it's all talking about predicates and such, but uh, I guess I can make some sense of it. Um
2: well you know pre- predicate, uh, predicate's a real thing. It's the
0: uh, Yeah, a predicate's a real thing. I, I, I shouldn't really be saying that. It's just it's just uh, a, makes it a little odd for me to understand. But uh so you can have verbal predicates, nominal predicates, or adjectival predicates in this mm-hmm. language. Um mm-hmm. uh so and I guess n- non- nominal predicates can take a cop- copula, but they don't have to unless there's certain other things that uh, need to be marked. That's sort of a, an interesting thing to, um, let me look at what I was looking at. Um, a few things I was interested in looking at in, uh, just that popped out of me. Um, there are, um, unlike Japanese, there are um, sort of there seems to be actual like a uh, closed set of personal pronouns, but there's right. no third person pronoun. Oddly, there's uh, you just use demonstratives. Yeah, um,
2: that's usually how things start off. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a number, of reasons, I was in Latin for the most part, um, and then mm-hmm. you know they they kind of little third-person pronouns emerged from the ether, as it were, uh, mm-hmm. and then turned into full-fledged third-person pronouns in all the romance languages. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at that. I, I, I kind of like these. The second-person pronoun begins with that uh, geminate um, labiodental dental, uh, uh, geminate labiodental oh, approximate, But yeah. she wow. says when, wow. when it, yeah, but when it geminates, it turns into a V. Um, I think that this information should be useful. It's nice, for, for me at least, this is something that um, I... It's a sound change that I am fond of, but I was never sure if it was actually real. Uh, it's nice to see that it happens.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it, it's basically va and vata, yep. I guess?
2: Yeah, they mm-hmm. kind of have this That's little the, plural suffix going on here. We have anu first person and then anta, we, um, Uri, uh, proximal urita cari carita. That's nice. That's that's just it's thoughtful. I think it's thoughtful of them.
0: <laughs> it's thoughtful. Um, another uh, random thing. Um, there's dependent versus independent verb forms. Basically, there's one verb form that can act a, a can act as the head of a main clause, but there's another one for Dependent clauses, I guess. Uh I didn't read completely in there, but it seems... um So, independent f- verb forms appear in main clauses as well as in relative clauses. But independent f- verb forms inflected for the directive moods are restricted to main clauses. And anyway, it goes on on right. that. And the dependent forms here only in adverbial subordinate clauses and non-final clauses of clause chains. Yeah. Uh, okay. hmm. I'm sorry, did you, did you, were you going to go on or did you, th- you want me to go? No, you go ahead and take it away.
2: Yeah, well, um, this is the type of thing that happens, if you're wondering synchronically how this type of thing happens, it's usually, uh, often where you see this is insubordinate clauses, um, this is how we get subjunctives. Basically, mm. An old form of whatever the indicative is, is used uh, everywhere. And then at some point in time, a new indicative starts to develop. And usually these things, though, are only developing in main clauses. In subordinate clauses, the old forms stay. And then if this progresses for a while, pretty soon you have these these kind of uh, lawnmower forms that I like to call them. Uh, <laughs> That's an awesome sound. No, uh, but what happens is you get, um, you know, you just have these uh, this new kind of standard indicative form in the matrix clause, and you have these old fossilized forms that become something that we would call a subjunctive, or in this case, uh, a dependent form, which is calling a convert. Um, Mm -hmm. And so um, then it's like part of what the verb form does is it co-occurs with, like, you know, non-finite clauses, or, or uh, subordinate clauses to the point that it's for, the form itself tells you we are in a subordinate clause. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, you, can, you can often take that, and you know, there, there are particular uses that subordinate clauses often have, and it can kind of expand out of that. And sometimes you can even see these verbs creeping back into the uh, matrix clause and having some sort of other kind of illocutionary force. Um, you know, here it looks like they are still used mainly independent clauses. Though uh, his examples are a bit perplexing in that I see some examples that have nothing but converbs in them, um, and I was like, "What are you? What are you trying to show us an example of here?" But um, uh, just to give you a, a, an easy English example of how often these converbs are used, it would be like, you know, um, I walk down the street eating an ice cream cone. Um, here in English, we use our uh, you know, our gerund. Uh, but um, often you'll use, like, a converb in that situation or in, like, lists of verbs. So it's like, you know, I walked into the store, read a magazine, uh, put it on the counter, paid for it, and then I threw it in the trash because magazines are terrible and worthless. Um, something like that. Uh, and that's, I think, primarily how they're getting used in Ogami. We have, And we do have examples. I'll, I'll try to find some. We, we can all try to find some. There are plenty.
0: Yeah, so that's um that's an interesting bit sort of to uh to ex- explain a little bit of what uh where converbs come from and such i i it's i i like this idea i think i may try to use it in a conlang of having a separate dependent verb form uh as opposed to um um sort of a main clause verb form and you can Slice it up in, in different ways, it looks like, since this one, the independent forms also occur in, uh, relative clauses, but not in some of these, in subordinate clauses. I guess, I guess subordinate clauses is mainly where the, the converbs end up mostly. Yeah. Or um, in cases where they're controlled by another verb or something.
2: Yeah. If you think about it in English, um, you see the full range of tenses all the time in relative clauses. So it's like, you know, that's the man I saw, I will see, I would like to see, I would have seen if I had been at the store at that time. But you see them less in you know, these kind of control situations. It's like, I hope he goes to the store, I hope he went to the store, I hope he will have went to the store, mm-hmm. uh, I hope he would have gone to the store. Well, you can get a lot there. Um, oh, 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 You can, I, you I, can do it.
0: those, but uh, how often would somebody say that? That's a whole yeah. other issue. <laughs> I, I, I I hate for him to
2: go. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah things like that. And I'm going to finish it there. Um, I've I found something really cool, and but I will wait to share
1: it. Yeah, keep us in anticipation.
0: <laughs> the another thing that I uh, wanted to point out that I just kind of bullet pointed here is so there are honorific forms. Um, and certain looks like very, um, I, I, these are uh, honorifics that go on the verb. It's usually with a suffix, but there are, there are a few looks like very, very common verbs that actually have suppletive honorifics. So to be has one, to eat has one. Uh, actually, to eat and drink, their base form, I guess, are Different fa and num, but in honorific they're both nkek. So,
2: and and those which pair of verbs that was to be and what? No, to to eat eat and to drink,
0: I think. What? Oh, to eat and to drink. Yeah, to eat and to drink.
2: Right, right, right. Okay, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. You could you could imagine that happening historically if there was another word that meant either one of those. And got extended to both and then became for some reason elevated. Uh, I don't know what else other ways you could do that. There's probably several ways you could, uh, cause that, that could, uh, that, that that could happen. So, I don't know. That was most of, oh, and, uh, randomly there was, um, adjectives can just sort of proceed, but, interestingly a uh a reduplicated adjective needs the uh the case marker new which can which is i guess you can call call it a genitive in this case or just call it an adjective marker in this case um but it's also marks nominative um oh
2: oh, oh okay uh. Yeah, I, I I wonder if it so, has the same source as the Japanese one, because then it, it, I think it would be interesting if it was marked with the nominative, or if it did mark the nominative, because um, they both have kind of like a genitive history there, and you know you see that sometimes.
0: with, yeah. uh, with I'd with have to know booking. more about I'd have to know more, more about the Japonic before I could. Oh no! Yeah, it out. but. I, yeah, I'd just quite be quite it. obviously no, be cool. uh it would it would sound it sounds similar to null, but that's not evidence anyway mm-hmm. um, yeah um it's uh so just those are things that jumped out of me as I was looking through, and I didn't really look through the whole thing yet um but there's there's a good bit of material you can draw ideas from here, just you know realize that. Um, this is a, a particular analysis of this language. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't okay. know.
2: So I've got, uh, I've got an example here that I think is a good one. There were a lot of examples I didn't think were great, but this one I think is pretty good for the uh, converbs, if you want okay. to go back to that. So what this means is, uh, so we have, tu, uh, and that means as they gave them to him, he took them and left. So we have a lot of ands here in English and repeating of kind of uh, dummy pronouns. What you get in this, in this language is you have the matrix verb, which is uh, give, right? Um, mm-hmm. And that one's fully inflected. And then um, this ure uh, is probably, it's called proximal, but that's one of those pronouns that's uh, a demonstrative that they're kind of using. So it's like, yeah. um, so, the, I gave, so it's as they gave them, uh, so like the, the subject is noble here. They gave them, so that would be to him. Uh, no, 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 it's probably them, now that I think about it. So we have gave them, and then all that's here is carry, leave, um, and then plus morphology, I guess is what you'd say. So it's like if, in, in, the, in English, it would be the equivalent of saying uh, gave them carry, leave. But because, hmm. of the suffi- because of the suffixes that get put on the verb, you know that what happened is that basically all the stuff that was, that was supposed to be there for the first verb, it applies for the next two verbs. And these things happen in a sequence. So, oh, uh, like, okay. So it's like gave and then carry and then leave. hmm
0: uh,
2: Kind of and that's uh and that's how these work there um there are a lot more examples that are actually longer and more complicated throughout this paper if you're interested you can take a look at them but um that's just kind of an idea uh lots of you know all languages have a way to handle some of this uh you know in various ways, but uh, this looks like a language that really makes use of those converbs uh a lot um and it's always fun to work with a language like that
0: oh okay yeah it's um that's an interesting thing to do. Um what's another I know I guess I don't think this is the same thing, but I know that um uh what Basque actually has like auxiliaries that carry a bunch of stuff that doesn't end up on verbs. Yep. Uh but that's that's a different that's a totally different uh issue, isn't it?
2: Yeah, a little bit. Um Yeah. Uh if we want to look at um, subject or agent oriented modalities, there are uh-huh. just a, there are a couple of interesting things just to note um, so it has a, a suffix or it actually has a couple of strategies for expressing potential as uh, something you can do and that can also mm-hmm. be be negated so an example seventy four the, the the second example they give here there is a lot so i can 't eat all of it so um Yeah, that's interesting, Uh, because they also have a special dedicated suffix that means can't.
0: So it's
2: it's like there's a a couple of strategies that mean I can do this, and it can be negated, so you can use that to just say can't. But then there's also just this suffix, "kani," which is put on the verb, and it means can't. I've never seen that Mm -hmm. before. Um, The example they gave is he's from Ogami, but he cannot speak the local language, and Okay, everybody, get your tape recorders. So I'm about to try to pronounce this. Good lord! Unupsta uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Those stupid. Oh, let me tell you uh, what, what those equal sign do. They screw up people who try to read this thing out loud. Yeah, uh, that's that's um, what they do. Yeah.
0: Uh, I should note, um, I think up in the phonology section, uh, it might help you to know that it's, uh, noted that, uh, you and uh, together just become oo. so... Why, why wouldn't you make, write it that it way? Easier. I don't know. <laughs> That's just silly. It's like, we're,
2: we're looking at a linguistics paper here. It's not written in Japanese characters. I want IPA. uh mm. <laughs> but i i thought that was really cool though cuz then there was going to be this
0: word that was uh ba <laughs> <Huh. laughs> i don't know that's that's weird maybe i don't know if that resolves every time that may be i'd have to look back at what those rules are actually to see what's uh going, what goes on there uh but it's uh because they, they have rules for resolving uh, certain vowel collisions uh, in a sort of which a occur, way. Which
2: occur all over the place, by the way. There's uh, lots of uh, doubled vowels or tripled vowels all over this language, at least uh, underlyingly, if that's what we're getting here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, exactly how the transcription is working. That's that's the uh, issue whether he's doing very much. Hmm. Now where is it? Five,
2: it explains how um, the vowel e becomes yeah uh, before certain vowels. It's pretty standard.
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay. Consonant. What? Okay. What's this notation? Constant with subscript zero. Is that no constant or what? Uh, show mm-hmm. me where you're looking. What? What page? Uh, uh, 122.
1: It happens a few places. Um, okay. 121 has it as well.
2: Uh, what, what that, what that means, at least in one, one the one I'm familiar with, it means zero or more consonants.
0: Oh, okay. So, anyway, in... Oh, wait, okay. I, I, it just shows, yeah, it's showing U yeah. plus becoming U becoming oo uh, a long Yeah, just, u. just a long oo Yeah. But oh. it says it's optional. So you could pronounce it the other way too. So. I,
2: I think I will, because who wouldn't want to say um ooh? <laughs> have that on a word. That's just incredible.
1: <laughs> sounds very romantic.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, it kinda sounds like somebody trying to pronounce something while they have a rose
0: in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably where it came from. Yeah, you I don't really so. want to uh, put your tongue too far to the front of your mouth in that in- uh, situation, do you? Yeah, and you know what?
2: That's actually that is actually how the uh, languages of the Indian sub- subcontinent got retroflex consonants.
1: Holy roses in their mouth!
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah, they were trying not to cut <laughs> their tongues. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man.
0: <laughs> Probably
1: helps for pirates, too, holding a knife between the teeth.
2: Oh, oh, arr. oh that's, arr. Good. that's good. That's
1: good. There's the retroflex All. up there.
2: Arr. You
0: don't yep. want to cut your tongue.
2: All pirates in their retroflex consonants. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now we have to figure out uh, what, what what caused it in Mandarin. Anyway... <laughs> Yeah. um there was, a, there was a, a another small
2: little synchronic um uh, pho- uh phonological change that i thought was very interesting that i just wanted to note uh which is that um so this is your uh, this is your basic 5l system except your except o is U for some reason um but uh they have a rule where k uh, becomes H or R. um in between ah vowels.
0: Yeah, I saw that. That's, um, kind of interesting. It, it makes sense is the thing,
2: but I don't think it's something I would have ever thought of just, you know, kicking it around. But, you know, with the ah, the tongue is furthest away, you know, it's as low as it's going to get in this vowel inventory. So it makes sense that, you know, if you're dealing with the tongue back, which is where the primarily the vowel distinctions are made, um, you know, it's yeah. going to be harder for it to come up and make complete closure in between two of the lowest vowels.
0: And so you can see. Yeah. It because,
2: uh, anyway, I thought aha, that was pretty cool. Aha,
0: instead of aka. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a, that's an interesting sort of change. Not one that you would necessarily arrive at on all on your own. Just sort of, right. it's a, a, a curious curiosity. Um, it can actually, um, become ha or "ra." Right. right. Uh, yeah. So, e- the, either the voiceless or the voiced one. I guess you can decide uh, how far the lenition goes. Mm-hmm. Um, now, that would be an interesting rule to write up formally. I guess you'd just use a K and not try to deal with features in that case. <laughs> um, uh, too much. I guess K becomes plus continuant or something.
2: Uh, yeah, like uh, that's essentially what you do.
0: So. Yeah, it's not. It wouldn't be that complicated. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would do. Yeah. So David actually wrote up the notation. K becomes plus continuant between R and R. Yeah, I was I was just thinking randomly about that. Yeah. But um. I don't know. There's a lot of interesting sort of inspirations you could have from this language. Going back to the uh the the sort of vowel collisions getting blended together, there's some really interesting uh ones there that all I wouldn't have thought of. Like um uh a con- after a constant oo plus a ah, just becomes long a ah. oh. and yeah, and then uh e plus u becomes e. And yeah, that one was unusual. He wrote this rule twice. I don't know why, but he wrote e and a becoming e. That one, I I think I could have come up with, just because it's sort of coming in between. But then you think of e and u. Well, you think, okay, they they're both like high vowels, so one assimilates to the other one. But then Ooh, and ah, uh, I guess they're both back. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's just a it's a little
0: bizarre. Yeah, it's curious how that all fits together in a system that way.
2: Oh yeah. Oh, and by the way, I I, I think that you should notice this. I when I first looked at that, I thought, oh, he he wrote the e to ah thing twice. But no, the mm-hmm. second time, notice that the consonant is getting deleted. If, if oh, was, yeah. What page so, this? uh one twenty. Yeah. So if that was intentional, and you know, I think it might have been, and that means you know, in certain situations, not only is this vowel change happening, but it's getting rid of the consonant.
0: Oh, I guess there's not much. Is there? There's no more explanation of that, is there? No. So we have to. We'd have to figure out because there has to be some external condition for that. I can't see that just being free variation. Maybe mm. it depends on what consonants there. Mm. Yeah. Um.
2: Oh, and by the way, I, I also think that it's interesting to note that there's apparent free variation between s and ooh, the, uh, the high back un unrounded vowel in certain environments.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they can they can switch places. That's that's a little uh, freaky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, fun. Now that's the one where you have to figure out. What those have in common? They're both, I guess, <laughs> you can not call much. them both plus high, but uh. <laughs> yeah, you'd have
2: you'd, you'd have to start with something like that. Um, and it's only the syllabic s, by the way. It's not just any old s; it has to be syllabic s. So,
0: mm-hmm. I guess, uh, yeah,
2: um, I think that the idea yeah. is uh, maybe if it's, uh, you know, if, if you go to h. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. It's just
0: crazy. There's probably, um, again, this is largely a synchronic analysis. I have a feeling that if we knew more about, uh, Japonic sort of historical linguistics, we could try to figure out where that comes from, where that alternation comes from. And there might be some, some, uh, obvious historical route to it. Or there may not. We may not, they may not know enough about it to even know that way. But, uh, it happens, it happened. So I, we don't know how it happened, but it happened. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anything else really jumping out at people? I just see little, there, there's a little bit of stuff in this grammar that's kind of just like mentioned and not developed. Like he just says, Oh, hey, there's idiophones. <laughs> and yeah. says nothing else about them. <laughs> yeah. Um
2: and some of the examples, I think I mentioned this before, are unfortunate where he um you know he's using he, like for example the the thing that he talks about the the debitive. Um I'm not sure how standard a term that is, but it's uh you know to mean to have to do something. Let me hmm. let me find that
0: old fella. And this may be Sort of trying to work with the examples he had. That's trying true. to mine his data for examples and not always th- having the best example available. This is uh, Conlangers know. won't have that problem because we can just make up whatever the hell we want. <laughs> yeah. There's the iterative <laughs> Okay, yeah, here here we go.
2: Um, yeah, so with the with the debitive, he only gives an example in the negative. Um, mm. which is unusual, I would say. I mean, you know you 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 hope you want to see like the most canonical example. Um, if you're going to see an example of, of some bit of morphology,
1: it's it's kind of like an even though I think like even though he's not waking up, he must get up. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, so there are, there are places throughout where it's like you would hope for a better example or a better set of examples, but you know, yeah. Mm. yeah. Eh that may be because of what he had to work with. I mean he's got this he's got this story about I mean goodness. Can I tell you this story?
0: <laughs> okay, what is uh we're talking about the sample text?
2: Yes, gather around my children. Let me tell you the <laughs> pair story.
1: All right?
2: Are you gonna so, tell us in the native text? Uh oh oh yeah, here we go. Ojikanasi <laughs> Okay, no, no, it's, that's that's ending right now. But um I'm just going to paraphrase this for you. I'm not going to read the whole thing. But there's this old guy, and he's picking up pears, and he puts them into his apron. Um, and then, like, this kid comes by and a bicycle and just, like, knocks him down and, like, takes all his pears and puts them in a basket and steals them, and then he drives away. Um, but then what happens as he's riding his bicycle away, he falls down and he loses them all. And some friends came over, and they help him pick him up, and they put him into his basket. Um, and then it's like, as he's about to go away, they realize, oh, wait a minute, you forgot your hat. And so they give him back his hat. And as a thing, he gives one each of them uh, a pair. And then he goes away. Then uh, the way this story ends is they, the old man that you know got the pair stolen from him, they go walk in front of him, and then they go away. That's oh, it.
1: That's, riv- that's riveting.
2: Yeah, so it's like you know, there's no there's no punishment or anything happening here. It's just that uh, I guess just to rub it in, they go and walk by him. It's like yeah, they, it's like they were being so helpful to this little kid that stole all the pears, and then he rewarded them, and then um, that's it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's not a. I not don't a know. Classic story. Somebody. I- Apparently apparently somebody told him this told told this story at some point and uh he got a hold of it somehow but uh i have a i have a curiosity as as to whether this is like something somebody actually saw and is reporting or it it some Maybe. parts of it make it sound like it's uh it's not that it's just totally made up and then other things make it sound like something that's being told from memory so <laughs> yeah i
2: mean either way if you're a field linguist i mean come on we're, we're just looking for language examples here so feel free to try to punch these things up you know uh it, it doesn't matter if it's <laughs> no. true or not. no 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 like so it's like you know when they come back to the old man you know rather than just walking by him you know how about the the old man you know reveals that inside he's actually like kind of like this quasi-serpent demon, and then he goes and, you know, he, like, you know, wreaks havoc on the children, rends them limb from limb with his mighty fangs, um, and then he gets his peaches back, and, you know, he finishes off, and he can walk by somebody else. But at least we have gotten, you know, then he can walk by the kid's mother there. If you really, if this is, like, a classic ending. For all these stories where somebody just walks by somebody else and nothing happens. If you want that to happen, sure, put it at the end. But at least we have the serpent demon.
0: Yes, I, I think um, uh, I will say uh, we do not condone fabricating data in linguistics papers, no. but this is a show for conlangers, and definitely if you're going to have uh, native sort of stories for sample text in your conlang, make it an interesting story. That'll make it even more fun to read your grammar.
2: Yeah, though I suppose if you want it to be realistic, you just make it boring. <laughs> so, <laughs> then you know you could say, "Oh, this—it's um, well, like, man, I really like the naturalism of this. I mean, look at this. Look at this sample story this Conlinger has. It's about uh, a guy who uh, went to a cave one day because he thought there were bats there, and then he looked inside the cave, and then there were no bats, and then he told his son. The end."
1: <laughs> wow It's yeah. uh, good stuff there There's no way he could have made it up Because he would have given it more interesting things if he made it up Absolutely
0: Yeah <laughs> oh, Goodness Anybody is, is, is oh, free God, to wow. translate My uh, donkey beater story as, the, as a sample text By the way it, It's That's really cool yeah, He has a for.
2: picture of it too It's a picture of this thing that beats eggs Gets some, you know, it's a really good egg beater, but the handle is a donkey. You actually crank the tail of the donkey.
0: And it, and it
1: makes a little uh, noise. It makes a little David, noise
0: as you do it. You know, you're just totally fixated on. on- the, the the title of the story and what that suggested to you immediately. Anyway,
2: oh, um, I'm sorry, I have a little bit of a of an edible complex. You see my mother was an egg beater.
0: <laughs> okay. So anything <laughs> else about uh Ogami? Uh or uh, or um I don't know, you know. I think we covered all the the things that sort of jumps jump out. There's mm-hmm. uh but I, I do recommend people look through this. This grammar is actually fairly light. It's, uh, not short. It's yeah. It's not, yeah, mm-hmm. it's not like a thick bit, some big thick thing that's got dense arguments and stuff that you have to read through. It's pretty, pretty basic. Sections are fairly short. It's lots of examples, not, not too, not too much explanation. It's got a fair bit of explanation, but it's not got overwhelming amounts of, of, uh, you know, uh, overwhelming numbers of long paragraphs you have to, uh, puzzle through. So, mm. I, I recommend people just sort of, you know, you can skim through this and get some ideas, especially in some of these. I, I do like some of these, uh, phonological processes that end up going on, especially these, these, vowel collisions they're really uh, kind of special <laughs> and uh and you know a whole lot of interesting grammar going on uh people who know Japanese might see some familiarity, but it's still definitely different enough that it's worthwhile looking at so that's all I really have to say. Mike, did you have anything that jumped out that you
1: hadn't got to talk about or? No, I mean, I've, it's like you were saying, there's a lot of interesting things that are kind of peeking out or it's kind of like, oh, look at this, that's interesting. Um, it's kind of like a nice little crudite of little of different interesting things you can try. Um, I like the, the syllabic um, continuance. That's something that I might like to try because that is one way you can also, um, without making your words crazily complex, it, you can have, you know... You can uh, vary the length of your vowels, length of your consonants, and give you a lot more different distinct words from a relatively small fun, uh, phonological inventory. So, mm-hmm. that's all that I have on that.
0: There's, yeah. I'm seeing a lot of things that are just sort of familiar to me knowing how other languages work. Things like, you know, interrogatives. There's the, the, uh, Sort of the how many question you have. I guess it's if plus, uh, classifier, which is, I imagine that's, uh, I know that that's how it works in, in Chinese. You use a numeral classifier with, uh, something with the pronoun. So I, I guess, but the, that's not, there's nothing else that I see that's really special. I just, I, I mentioned all the things that popped out at me. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just take a look at it. And, uh, that's about all we have. Uh, no feedback today. Um, we have a few people who, well, I do want to mention, uh, uh, something hilarious in that, uh, so, um, this week, the second episode that we had with DJP, uh, was published and somebody is, Somebody left a comment. uh, We don't don't usually talk about comments uh, because everybody can just go to the site and see them. But uh, he said, um, if I can actually get to the page, um, I'll just look at it in my email. So he said, uh, DJ B in two episodes in a row. Oh, George, you're spoiling us. First (laughs) of all, he made it DJ B. I don't know who that is. That's,
2: that's <laughs> and, David J. Uh, Badgerson. I like to think um, of myself as a badger.
1: I was going to say beaterson, like with donkey beater. <laughs> are, are, you sure, are you sure you want to say
0: badger? Because that's actually the mascot here.
2: Wait, you What's have a mascot? Name? No, no, no. But, Listen, um, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a badger, I'm going to be an enchanted badger. And I do want you to Google that. I'm not going to spoil surprise. Just Google enchanted badger.
0: Isn't that something Narnia? Um Nope. I'll f- I'll find that later. But uh yeah, the uh the uh the um mascot for UW is Bucky the Badger. Anyway. Oh that's nice. Yeah. Anyway, but I'm sad this is the fourth episode we've recorded with D- DGP. um and uh we may record more depending on uh, availability and stuff. But because, you know, William is still out for a little bit. But yeah, uh
2: was not that like the announcement? Uh you know, William is gonna be out for a little bit, so that's why I'm here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I guess I guess he didn't get that one. He just Maybe uh, maybe he's not actually listening to the podcast.
2: He's just uh you know, seeing the the the, the, the blog posts. I don't know. All right, well, actually, here, here's here's another question, just kind of an open question. Does anybody listen to this at all? <laughs>
1: <If> <laughs> maybe George just, stores, this, email maybe George just stores all these and just hides them. That would be something. <laughs> like you just kind of you know. For, if for you listen to
0: these, later. email us conlanger at and uh, and tell us something. I don't know we've been We've been uh not getting as many emails recently. I'm not sure exactly why that is That's because as soon as sound people sound hear my
2: voice, they change the channel on their podcastometer. I think that's what cars can be equipped now
1: with now, right Podcastometer. <laughs> Does that measure how fast your podcast is going
2: uh yeah, and so they hear it and they hear, hear me in my slow southern California draw, and they say, "Oh, we need to speed this thing up and then they end up listening to this American life. <laughs>
0: Fireglass. Ah, uh,
2: what did you just say? Don't say it again. That was <laughs>
0: horrible. <clears throat> See what I said? That, yeah, that, oh, that, that was a rather uh, terrible attempt at an impression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't even know what you are doing there. I
2: was doing, I was pronouncing the word that's supposed to be pronounced. New Jersey.
1: Oh, okay. You, you hear me? Jersey Shore? Listen, I'm from Jersey Shore. Are you? I'm from North yeah yeah whatever Northern the situation Jersey. Jersey. at least we don't say like "thing" and stuff like that
2: you all it's... go down to florida for for uh uh this summer and also retirement
1: You go to florida <laughs> but you know in florida you might find like you know an orange oh like okay. orange
2: county no but that's actually the difference did you know that that's the difference there's an there's an there is an orange county in Florida, except there it's Orange County. That's Orange County, and I am from Orange County. It's a distinction, you have to pronounce it. Mm. So if you say that again, um, I'll be thinking that you're just talking about Florida.
1: Oh, well, you know. You must say Orange Anyway. County. I'm, does. I do California? Nobody does. Nobody does. Nobody does. <laughs> uh, yeah. My goodness. Okay.
0: So <laughs> Before we go off further on tangents about uh, English pronunciation, bye. Uh, bye. I'm going to go first to Mike. Do you have any final words of wisdom?
1: Um, not just uh, no, pretty much same as always. Um, read lots of language stuff and try new things and be adventurous and frolic in the language fields. That's about all. And David. Um, I
2: don't know, man. I'm looking at a picture of a really interesting cat, so... I mean, I can only hope that everybody else is, too. All
0: That's right, and I'm going to say... Advice. I'm going to say, happy Langry. Thank you for listening to Con Langry. You can find our archives and show notes at conlangry.com. You can send questions, comments, or topic or featured language suggestions to conlangry at gmail.com. To submit a Conlang or Natlang greeting for the top of the show, see our contribute page for details. Web space for Conlangery is provided by the Language Creation Society, and our theme music is by Null Device. Uh, anyway, back to. Uh, were you gonna say something?
2: Yeah, let's have a break in the action while we see what happened
0: to Mike. Mike? Oh dear. Mike. Yep. Where are you, Mike? Uh. Okay. All right. Uh, how do I wait? How do I call him back?
2: Uh, can't you just add him? Like you know, add somebody to call.
0: There we go. Okay. Yeah, I just for some reason it was not given that option, so I dragged oh? him and dropped him.
1: Okay. Hey, Mike. <laughs> yes, I thought that was just were... silence, but it got really awkward when I was the only one breaking the silence. <laughs>
0: okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, this is another episode where. We may have some mic problems. Um, Uh,
1: uh, uh,
0: So we were just kind of uh, we we kind of went off on a tangent after me mentioning there's like a marginal uh, there's a marginal geminate t that um, Mm -hmm. whoever wrote this grammar was only able to find in one single word, uh, and then we kind of went off on uh, marginal phonemes, but uh, that's kind of bringing in one, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, What is what's that double bar representing in the the transcriptions? What are you talking about? The equal sign.
0: Oh, that's uh, for a clitic, right?
2: That's just something that idiots do. Don't worry about it. (laughs)
0: It's a it's a glossing convention.
1: Okay. Monday night football, son. It's Monday. What, What teams? What teams? Uh, the
2: Cowboys and the Bears. And while I certainly do hate the Cowboys, and I'm so glad that Tony Romo just threw an interception for a touchdown, I really need uh, Chicago's um, second running back to do very, very well. And uh, it's not happening so far.
0: Oh, you do fantasy football, don't you?
2: That's actually the reason I started watching football.
0: The word for frightening is Uterus. Like uh, you know, what
2: what have you done? Like what have like uh, the in the in the in the phrase "What have you done?" What have you probably say that's a phonological word, but it's not a syntactic word. It's two syntactic
1: words. Um, I'm not like David. uh, Yeah, I'm.
0: I'm just gonna ask really quick. Uh Do you have any freaking idea what a converb is? Because I don't. Yeah, yeah. I was just just
2: using one earlier today. Converbs are actually really cool because they mean you don't have to inflect verbs. Hmm. And that's like one of the worst things about using a language. I mean any language. The same yes. phenomenon is labeled insubordination by Evans.
1: <laughs> insubordination. <laughs> nice.
2: What,
1: what, what yeah.
2: insubordination. Aren't you guys familiar with the Orange County punk scene from the early 90s? Come on, no. guys! Jeez, Just get up on get up on things. It's the Voodoo Glow Skulls. in Matt Forte. I mean, vulturing my my yardage. How dare he! All what right, joke, yardage. Yeah, so uh, the word vulture is used uh, specifically in football to refer to the touchdown vulture.
1: Is that like Touch- a kill steal?
2: Pretty much, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like when you have this, run, <laughs> this running back that just you know, rushed for 99 yards in a really tough drive, and then he gets to the one-yard line, and they give it to the fullback to punch it in. He's a mm-hmm. touchdown vulture.
0: And this is spoken on the tiniest island ever.
2: Mm. Sounds good.
1: <laughs> there are no islands tin- tinier than this um well there's there's
0: i'm sure there are tinier islands, but probably not much tinier
1: that people actually live on <laughs> yeah, when, when a dot when a dot in the letter of your name is larger than your island, then you have something to worry about.